Welcome to GoPro, a podcast dedicated to giving athletes the tools to transition, transform, and achieve their greater purpose in life. Get ready to go pro. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the GoPro podcast. With the restaurants, bars, malls opening back up, these last few weeks have been interesting to say the least. Everyone seems like they're back to their usual schedule. Are things moving too fast or is this the perfect time to step back into our daily routine? I want to hear you guys' thoughts, so feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. One thing that COVID has brought to light without a doubt, though, is that in present day to near future, there will be an astronomical rise in the presence of e-commerce. In layman's terms, people will be going online more to do everyday tasks and get updates on what's going on around them. So what that means for you and me is it's imperative for us to start thinking and understanding market trends and taking action while the window of opportunity is open, whether that's enhancing your digital presence through social media or starting a business online. So over the course of these next few episodes, we're going to walk through how to build the framework of your online business and how to start driving more users to that site. First off, I just want to say I'm a firm believer in only taking advice from the people who are doing it themselves. Currently, I don't have an online business. I work in corporate America and do this podcast as a hobby. However, I've recently enrolled in a direct response marketing course, which has absolutely transformed my outlook on how I plan on using my platform and the end goal of the GoPro podcast. So everything that I'm about to share with you is straight from that course And I'm not ashamed to admit, I'm building this plane as I'm flying it. So the first step in starting your online business, YouTube channel, whatever you want to do, is start with the who. It's essential to find out the person first. Because for one, there's over 3.5 billion people online each day. And recent studies have shown humans have the attention span of around eight seconds and i think a goldfish has this beat with nine (laughs) so the question you have to continually ask yourself is who am i creating this channel product or service for it's all about niche marketing people want to be in an echo chamber to where your commodity speaks for them you see it every day on the news you know fox is without a doubt a network that backs republicans CNN, strictly Democratic Party, and MSNBC, mostly liberal. When you're thinking about your who, typically they want one of three things. And these are referred to in the course I'm taking as core markets. The three core markets are health, wealth, and relationships. So once you identify your core market, the next step is to build into the sub-market within that category and then take it a step further and find your niche. It sounds complex, but we're gonna break it down into a simple example. So let's start with health. What aspect does your service coincide with? Mental health, physical health, or spiritual? And then within that subcategory, who exactly is your service tailored to? For example, Nike falls under physical health, but their product isn't just for anyone. 
They strategically market and model their brands towards the athlete who is the doer, who is goal-oriented, results-driven, who is willing to take risk. So what does this model look like if my service is centered around wealth? Well, prime example is Grant Cardone. He's one of the most successful real estate investors in the world. He has books, Facebook groups, is a keynote speaker, and some of his core models are be obsessed or be average. If you're not first, you're last. Sell or be sold. So from those titles alone, you can tell he embodies a go-getter mentality as it pertains to real estate investing. He's about his business, so if that's not you, cool. Don't bother reading this. This is for the predator and not the prey. He's not afraid to let other people know, hey, I'm talking to a specific group of people, and if the shoe doesn't fit, let's not waste each other's time. So that brings us to core market number three, relationships. Alcohol brands are a great example of companies that sell relationships. Dosakis is the first that comes to mind. Most of their interesting man in the world campaigns aren't just about drinking beer and getting drunk. Their commercials are filled with beautiful women surrounding this man who's drinking beer and doing extreme activities like climbing Mount Everest, symbolizing, hey, Dosakis will enhance your relationships, experiences, and love life. Take it from the most interesting man in the world. So their who is most likely males in their 20s or 30s who are adventurous and avid social drinkers. That reminds me of a quick story. So in college, my junior year, I wanted to make some extra money one summer. So I got a job on the side because, you know, as a college athlete, you just have an infinite amount of free time. I'm playing. I did not have extra time, but I was in the locker room lounge one day, you know, where the players just kind of chill. And I'm sitting on the couch watching ESPN and a teammate of mine walks over and he sits at the opposite end of the couch. And he says, sheesh, I just made so much money today, bro. And you know when you're around someone who wants you to notice something, so they say it to themselves loudly, hoping that you'll ask more about what they just said. Well, I didn't. So he proceeded to say it again. Bro, I'm really up right now. I'm, I might slide to the mall later if you want to go. The new Jays just dropped. It's a Call of Duty that came out. I might get that too. If you want some Chick-fil-A, I can probably slide you, you know, a couple bucks on the side. And that's <laughs> and that's when I was like, all right, bro, what did, did you get a new job or something? Like, what was good, man? And he went on and on about this new gig that he just got selling kitchen knives. And how you can create your own hours and you only have to come into the office one day a week. And, I, you know, I didn't really believe him at first. But then he showed me the check that he just got after his first month of working there. So I said to myself, you know, if this dude can do it, so can I. You know how you like to weigh how difficult something is based on the person you see doing it? Like, if this dude can do it, I got to be able to make some shake. So I reached out the next day, applied for the job, did the training, and that next week I was a knife salesman. And I went out the first week, you know, got a couple people here and there to agree to a demo, but nobody bought from me. And then the second week hit, and then the third week hit. Now, but at that point, I was ready to hand in my knife set. I was through. I was done. Nobody would buy anything. My sales pitch was cold. I knew the product's good, but nobody was saying yes to my offer. 
So one day I dropped by this charity center that I used to volunteer at to check in on some of the workers because they're amazing people there who I still keep in touch with. And I asked them, hey, would you be willing to hear me out on my proposal for the knives and let me do the demonstration where I cut the penny and all that? And so they said yes. And I did the demonstration. And to my surprise, five out of six people bought something. So what changed? What was different about this time than all those other times? Because I had performed for people that liked me and, you know, had a good relationship with me before. This wasn't new. Well, it turns out the demographic was mostly middle aged to older women who have multiple children and are often in the kitchen. In the beginning, I never defined my who. And in this scenario, I was selling to my niche and they were buying. So to wrap up today's episode and finding out your who, number one, select your core market. Number two, target what submarket you fall into. And number three, identify your niche. That's all I got for today, guys. Make sure you check out part number two of this series where we will discuss how you can charge the absolute most and improve your margins of your commodity while also giving your consumers the most value as well. Thanks for listening to the GoPro Podcast with your host, Nate Brown. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.